The Pelicans were left for dead by many last season and then charged into the playoffs. Now a trendy pick to make the postseason. Can the New Orleans Pelicans handle the expectations this year? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and right here on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, first show of the week. We got two more coming after this, and then starting next week, we're six days away from Media Day today. And that means we're back to five days a week starting Monday, breaking down everything we're going to hear about the Pel- from the Pelicans on Monday. And then, of course, going right into training camp in the lead up to the first preseason game in early October. I'm excited. I hope you're excited, too. And, of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free. Free! Monday through Friday. Breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And, of course, leave a five-star review with a comment. And comment down below on YouTube. Do you think the Pelicans are ready to handle the increased expectations this season? And that's what we're going to look at. So what are those expectations, right? You know, many people are picking the Pelicans to not just make the play-in tournament, but really to make the actual postseason. That means six seed or better. I've even seen some national media say that this Pelicans team is a home court advantage, at least in the first round team. Fourth seed or better. And while some including my own network, forget about Zion Williamson, those who seem to really know what's going on with this team seem pretty high on them. And there's a whole lot of reasons why. Zion being back adds so much. His sophomore year, 20 years old, he was worth about 12, 13 wins for this Pelicans team. That wasn't particularly great. That's how talented he is. And we're seeing, as I've repeatedly said, I coined this phrase, Zion 2.0, and Will Guillory of The Athletic had a great article out today, a great feature out today on Jasper Bibbs, the Pelican, uh, the Zion Williamson's like personal trainer, who's been putting him through two days for eight weeks to get him ready. Zion seems more committed than ever before. Mentally, he seems better than ever before. He's in shape, maybe for the first time in his NBA career. He's got a personal chef. He's eating right. He's just doing all of the correct things, and... More importantly, he's healthy. So with Zion 2.0 on top of this Pelicans team that pushed the Suns to six games in the first round in the postseason, yeah, that's that's going to raise your expectations a good bit. You also have C.J. McCollum for the whole year. They only had him for about 25 games after the trade deadline. And when he and Brandon Ingram both played, they were a 600 basketball team. They were winning basically two-thirds of their games. Those are really, really good numbers. Those two work well. And we know that Brandon Ingram works well with Zion. We've done that. I'm going to probably have to do another show on that. And we saw Brandon Ingram maybe playing some of his best basketball last season. The points were down. But the efficiency almost everywhere else other than three were up. He was more of a playmaker, more of a creator for others. And he was doing all of this and still got 22.7 points per game while 
for the majority of the season, had no, <laughs> no help. None, until they got C.J. McCollum. So when you add a really good Brandon Ingram into the mix with Zion, a full year of Zion, and a full year of C.J., this offense has the potential to be really, really scary. Herb Jones was a revelation as a rookie second-round pick starting the majority of the year. We're all very high on Trey Murphy, what he brings to the team. I think Jonas Valanciunas is a very underrated center who can go out and just do whatever you need. You have Eurobasket MVP Billy Hernan Gomez, and we'll talk more about him tomorrow out there as a backup. This team looks to be in good shape. Jose Alvarado, too. And if B.I. can get his three-point shooting up to where it had been in previous seasons, or the 40% plus he was in the postseason when he exploded, right, over 27 points per game, he could be a huge leap forward, just more three-point shooting because, well, this Pelicans team couldn't be much worse than last year. So the expectations, naturally, are higher. It's a young, up-and-coming team, right? You kind of increase the expectations for those every single year. There feels like there should just be a natural progression. Young guys get better. Now, it's always not a straight, like, linear path that people take, and some peak at different times and start to play better at different times, but this is for better or worse, fair or unfair, what we do to young up-and-coming teams that don't need to really make any drastic moves in free agency and don't have the roster spot to, so it's not really a discussion that's worth having. So when you look at all of that, it's no wonder that people who know basketball well are high on this Pelicans team and this Pelicans roster. You also have Willie Green, who seems to be a good head coach, and you have a lot of additional assets to make other trades and moves should you need to improve the, the roster throughout the course of the year. But is it always that easy to live up to expectations? No. And with these higher expectations comes increased scrutiny, but not just from the media, from other teams as well. So why, despite this kind of being an upward trending team, are we expecting this season to potentially be harder and thus make it hard for the Pelicans to reach those levels of expectations? Can they handle the expectations this season? Let's talk about some potential pitfalls and why they might falter with this question that we're asking. Can the New Orleans Pelicans handle the expectations this season? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for, oh, sorry, and um, today's episode, I'm rusty going into the season, is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. It's football season. You love sitting on the couch watching all of the games, including games you don't care about, right? Your team's not playing. Your college team isn't playing. It's not a particularly interesting top 25 matchup. You can make it more interesting by going over to BetOnline.net and getting in on the action. Bet the spread. Bet the over-under. Give yourself a rooney interest so you're not just on your phone with the TV on in the background, not really caring. Build up some emotion, care a little bit. It can be a lot of fun that way. And BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events. You can get MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, of course, any sort of football, and they'll have the NBA. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please, if you want to support the show, there's no Patreon, there's no subscription. 
It's just Pelicans Talk Monday through Friday, and we're back to five days a week on Monday. Here's the only thing I'm asking. Comment down below on YouTube. Hit that little bell to subscribe and comment down below on YouTube. Say literally whatever you want to say. The question I'll put to you all today, do you think the Pelicans can handle the expectations this season, or are they going to struggle at times with that? So here's what I mean. You know, with increased expectations, every loss is going to be magnified, including by me here, fair or unfair, it's what we do, a little bit bigger. There's going to be more pressure on them before. If Zion comes out of the gate slow because he hasn't played basketball in over a year, competitive basketball on an NBA court, well, there's going to be a lot of like, what's going on with Zion talk? There's going to be a lot of questions like that. That's not always easy to try and deal with and can create some issues in the locker room. You know, that increased media scrutiny, you know, talking about them on social media. Like, look at what, look at what people were saying about Jameis Winston after the game on Sunday. They were dragging him. You know, he played poorly, right? But he was also taking shots deep. His arms still look good. And there's no reason he can't bounce back from one really off game, especially after people were hyping him up all offseason, Right. So it makes that uh, drop feel particularly harsh. If he's looking at that, that could get in his head. That's tough to deal with. Now, if this team was supposed to be bad, the Saints were supposed to be bad, you didn't have people telling you all offseason this is the best offense they've ever had on paper, the best receiving core they've had on paper, this wouldn't feel or be nearly as rough, and you wouldn't feel it the same. But these Pelicans players easily could. But that increased scrutiny is not just from the media. It's also from opposing teams. What I mean by that is, let's take a look at a guy like Jose Alvarado. He was not on the scouting report until the postseason at all for any team, right? How many sneaky steals did he get throughout the year and people kept falling for it? And then once you got into the postseason, he tried it on Chris Paul and Chris Paul was like, man, like get on up there. Like Don't try that stuff against me. Do you think teams in the NBA aren't going to have the sneaky steal on the scouting report? for him at this point? They absolutely will. Same for Herb Jones if he wasn't on their scouting report of how much he can be disruptive on the defensive side of the ball. Even Trey Murphy, who I thought had a really good postseason for the Pelicans, is going to be more on scouting reports than he was last year. That's going to make it tougher for those guys. You know, they're going to have increased attention from opposing coaches, from opposing players that maybe can limit them somewhat. You've seen when guys have bad games because they can't get the ball, because they can't just kind of do what they normally do, they lose it a little bit. Look at Will Anderson for Alabama against Texas until he actually had some key plays in that like final drive. They were double teaming him the whole game, and he lost his composure a number of times, trying to jump the snap count. He had a real bad personal foul. I watched this game very closely. And it seemed that he was just frustrated because he was game planned out by Texas. What if they do that to, now I don't think any Pelicans player is going to completely lose their composure, but how do you make an impact in the game when you're being double teamed and not able to have the sort of effect that you want? Let alone that, well, if a team double teams you, that means someone else is going to be open, but we're getting a little deep in meta there. Can the Pelicans kind of handle some of that? We saw CJ kind of limited with a lack of space and lack of other threats in the postseason against the Phoenix Suns. Is he going to be able to kind of deal with that? Same for B.I. I think B.I. we feel very comfortable with. What about Zion when he's getting double and triple teamed originally? You remember when the opening game he ever played against the San Antonio Spurs? His first 12 points came on three-pointers. Not 
inside dunks, anything like that, because the Spurs, Popovich, game planned him out. And he found another way to make it work. He didn't let that rattle him. But that's not always the easiest thing. With increased expectations come teams playing harder against you and smarter game plans. Can the Pelicans handle that? Can these players handle that? You know, we saw Devontae Graham at times when he was cold, looked shaky with the ball in his hands like he didn't want it at all. Can you overcome those kind of moments? That's, I feel comfortable with some of the guys, not necessarily all of them. I feel good about Jose still. I think you know what you're going to get from him. CJ's a veteran. Brandon Ingram's, you know, a veteran and doesn't seem like, you know, rattled by anything. Zion, we've seen some concerns with, but he impacts the game in other ways. It should be fine, but it's an open question. And again, it's a question I'm putting to you. Do you think the Pelicans will get rattled by these expectations? Do you think they can handle the expectations that are going to be on them this season? And that goes for individual ones too. And I think we'll get some uh, answers to that in the immediate day, right? Is Zion ready to be a leader? That's kind of the expectation from him this year. What's he going to be like on the court working with his teammates? We'll get some answers to that soon. But there are a number of people on this team that make you feel like this isn't going to be a problem. And this one really comes down to head coach Willie Green. Let's talk about his huge impact and influence on this roster, on this team, along with CJ McCollum coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know. Media Day, six days away. Are you excited? Because I am excited. Please support the show by subscribing on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, comment down below on YouTube, whatever it is you want to say. We got people who even just say comment every single day. Some people just say hi. And hi back to you. And I appreciate y'all being here. This is a lot of fun. So I'm excited for the season. I hope you are as well. Support Locked On Pelicans because, hey, we're, we're, we're beating a ton of the big markets in numbers, in ratings, and it's a good feeling. Let's keep that going. Okay, so the Pelicans have much greater expectations than they did last season, particularly after the disastrous 1-13 start. And they overcame those non-existent expectations to get into the postseason. So now... After a tough first-round series against the Phoenix Suns, the expectations are higher. Are they going to be able to meet those and handle them? We gave you some reasons why they can. Players are better, right? Zion is good. Brandon Ingram is good. There's a number of reasons why they might not, including one I didn't mention, which we'll probably talk about at some point next week because I want to do a deep dive on the defense and what could be an issue there and Could they actually be better than we think? So there's pitfalls too. Teams are going to know this Pelican squad a whole lot better than they did last season. That means tougher game plans. Other guys will need to step up. But you also have kind of the rock of this team. And not uh, Eurobasket MVP, Billy Hernan Gomez, though he is as a player very much a rock of this team. But it's head coach Willie Green, who doesn't ever really seem rattled or that the moment is too big for him and this goes back to that Clippers play-in tournament game Pelicans were down 20 basically after throwing the game away with some sub decisions that Willie Green made and then the huddle you you already know what I'm going to say you gotta fight you gotta fight and he motivated that team and got them over the moment that was killing them that moment was bearing down on the Pelicans and, and, and crushing them 
And Willie Green just put that like boulder on his shoulders and, and just lifted it up. And it was incredible. He has never seemed like the moment is too big for him. There's been moments where maybe he's out coached. For a rookie coach, that's to be expected. Some of the rotation decisions, questionable at times, I think. But overall, he's a rock. He's steady. And he has the buy-in of this team, the, the respect of this team, and he gets the most out of them. And it comes to a story that I've repeatedly told when he moved Devontae Graham from the bench. You know, that's a moment that can, can kind of crush a player, break a player's spirit in a sense, going from being a starter to the bench because you just weren't playing well. And Willie Green drove over to his home, spent an hour talking through it with him, not at the facility, but one-on-one later in the evening to kind of explain why and explain how it could help the team and help probably Devontae Graham too. And Devontae Graham was cool with it. To be able to have a coach who can reach players like that when they're down, when things aren't going well for them. And look, Devontae Graham should have been starting at that point. He was, he was not good. And still make them feel valued, still make them feel like they can contribute is a really important thing. I, I think the X's and O's of coaching at times are a little overplayed. Same with rotation decisions to a degree. But being able to get buy-in, that's kind of my like number one thing I look for in a coach. Can you command respect to the room? Can you get players to buy in and play their best? And Willie Green definitely does that. And having that guy here, in Willie We Trust, is what Todd Graffanini, radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, told me in the beginning of the year. I think even before the season started or during that 1-13 start, we were texting and he texted me back. In Willie We Trust. Man, was he correct on that, on that one. I don't know if he said that on a radio call, but he should. And that should be something that Todd there kind of coined for me. And I said, okay, let's see. Delivered on that one, didn't he? But then you also have a guy like CJ McCollum, who knows how to push the right buttons with this team, don't you think? The moment he was on TV during the All-Star break after the trade saying, like, Zion's never reached out to me, seemed to wake Zion up. If you don't think some of what Zion is doing is partially motivated by not liking kind of the narrative around him and how people really turned on him to a degree, you're incorrect or you're being naive. That stuff matters to him and got through to him. And so in a sense, CJ kind of calling him out publicly on national TV was a big deal. And that's what motivated Zion. What buttons do you need to push with these guys? I have no doubt that CJ is going to be one of the best locker room leaders we've ever seen in New Orleans. He already is. But being able to kind of figure, you know, he's a very smart guy, just in general. Seems to be a very good people person, right? Can read people. Being able to know what motivates them, kind of get, not get under their skin, but again, push the right buttons for them to get them to do what they need to do. That's a really useful type of personality to have in your locker room. And so Willie Green and CJ McCollum and then just Brandon Ingram being like a consummate professional loving basketball, just wanting to go out and hoop. Those are the those are the kind of things that make you feel like the moment's never going to be too big for the Pelicans this season. That the expectations and the, the media lens that they're going to be under, not a problem for this group of guys. They're not going to wilt under pressure or anything like that. I love that about this team. This team is one of the easiest ones to root for. This is probably one of the most hyped Pelicans teams we've seen in a while. And don't worry, we're going to do a show on that too. 
And that's also why I'm so excited and can't wait for the season to start. And I hope you're excited too. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.